Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life, so we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, again, church family, good morning. So glad that you're here with us on this last weekend in 2019. I wonder, are any of you excited that 2019 is almost over, right? Yeah. This is a week of transition. I get excited about these weeks of transition, you know, coming out of one year and into a new year. It's, it's a new season. And today I want to take you to a very powerful passage that is a passage about transition. It's found in the book of Exodus chapter 14. And we're going to be looking at a transition that takes place where God is taking his people, the Israelites, and taking them out of the slavery that they had been in in Egypt, and he's moving them through the Red Sea and bringing them into freedom in the wilderness. So I want to go ahead and dive right in here in Exodus chapter 14, verse 26, says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen and the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived, but the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and a wall of water on their left. Again, verse 29 says, but the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. I don't know what you've been through in 2019, but I want to encourage you to turn to your neighbor. And since you went through it, go ahead and tell them the title of my sermon today. Say, don't come out empty handed. Don't come out empty handed. Say that a little bit louder. Say it like you're awake today and not tired from your family driving you nuts all week long. Say, don't come out empty handed. Would you pray with me as we dive into this message today? Heavenly Father, what we need right now is for you to speak to us. We don't need uh, another cute word or anything like that. What we need is your presence and you speaking to each of us individually. So we ask you right now, God, to take our hearts and our ears and our eyes, open us up to what you want to show us today. And uh, God, we pray that Jesus would be glorified in this place as you teach us now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. I, I want to just know how many of you, by show of hands, how many of you would be honest and tell me 2019 didn't go the way you planned for it to go? Anyone? Yeah, it's like you had the, the right diet plan and then all of a sudden your knee starts hurting and you stopped exercising and it's like cheesecake started looking good again, right? It, or, or maybe you had the plan that you were going to handle your finances a certain way and then all of a sudden your transmission goes out in your car and it's like that money that you saved up, now it just, it just didn't go the way that you planned. You can resolve to do something and it just not go the way for you plan, that you planned it would go. And, and that's why I'm not gonna come out on the last weekend of this year and, and come out with a message on resolutions or something like that because the truth is resolutions can be cheap, but resilience is priceless. 
And that's what I hope you'll catch today. And, I, and what we're going to look at in this passage of Scripture is that we can resolve to do things. We can decide on things, but that can be cheapened so greatly. What's important is that we recognize resilience is priceless. And in our text, we see the Israelites are coming out of 400 years of slavery. And coming out of 400 years of slavery, they're carrying with them a lot of the trauma that they picked up in Egypt. And well, what trauma? Well, there's way too much trauma to speak about 400 years of slavery and try to summarize it in a moment like this. Like there's so much more than what I could just mention in a moment, but you, you and I would understand that in 400 years of slavery, uh, they, they lived generation after generation without freedom, generation after generation where they couldn't go where they wanted to go or do what they wanted to do. They had expectations that were put on them and on their kids. They, they worked so hard and didn't save up anything for themselves. This was all for other people. And then to go beyond that, the ruler over them was a taskmaster that expected so much of them and caused them to labor day after day where they would be in chains and would be whipped day after day laboring. And he was such a cruel taskmaster that he would actually take resources away from them and demand that they did even more work. And I wonder if any of you have ever felt like that, because I know I've felt that way before, where there's more demanded of me than the resources that I have. It's like, people have expectations on me all the time of what they expect me to do, what they want me to do, what, what they want me to give, how they want me to be there, and it's like, it's more than I even have. And they go through the trauma day after day of knowing that there's an expectation on them that they would be punished for if they wouldn't come up to this level and, and, and give what they were supposed to give and do what they were supposed to do. So here they are in this story when we pick up this passage. God is taking them from a transition, but they're not just walking through this transition uh, alone. They're walking through this transition with the baggage of all the traumas that they picked up along the way. Of all the pain that they had to deal with along the way, and this is what I know about every one of us in this room, is every one of us in 2019 picked up a little baggage. We picked up some trauma, right? There's been some pain along the way, and, and for every one of us, I mean, I can't just go through and make a list because the person sitting next to you, their experience of 2019 was different than your experience, and what they went through in 2019 was completely different than the pain of what you went through. And you've gone through some struggles. There's been some heartbreaks, some relationships have failed, some job losses, some diagnosis. Some, there's been things that have happened. It's like, I, I can't stand up here and be like, I know this is exactly how it is. I know exactly what you've been through because I don't. I don't know what you've been through this last year. I know what I've been through this last year, but I don't know what you've been through. And we all carry traumas. We all carry some pain. We, we, we carry some hurt. And I think as we would look back through this last year, uh, there's a lot of us that we'd look back and recognize there's been some really good times and some really bad times in this last year. And when we look at the Israelites, it's interesting because they find themselves trying to come out of Egypt. And when we look at why they're in Egypt in the first place, they're in Egypt because they were fleeing from a famine that they were experiencing. So they went to Egypt to try to get away from the problem that they were experiencing. And what they ended up fleeing to, eventually they became enslaved by. And that's a point that so many of us miss in our lives, but how true is it that so many of us have experienced that where you're, you're, you're trying to flee from something and what you run to, you end up becoming enslaved by. It's like, you're just so sick of being lonely. 
right? You, you, you're so sick of, uh, of feeling alone. You want a relationship. And to, just to try to get away from the pain of the loneliness, you flee to a relationship that in the end, is mu- that relationship is much worse than any of the loneliness that you ever experienced. Are, are there those of us in this room that deal with stress and deal with worry, deal with boredom or deal with anxiety or depression? And it's like, it, we're so sick of that pain, so sick of that boredom, so sick of that worry. It's like, I gotta find something to run to to try to get away from this pain. And, and we run to something trying to pacify ourselves from the pain of what we're experiencing just to find out later that what we ran to was so much more dangerous than what we were running from. And when we look at the Israelites, I, I mean, I think every one of us know what it feels like in some area of our life where we were trying to run from something in our flesh and ended up running to something even worse. And the Israelites fled to Egypt and now they're praying, God, would you get us out of Egypt? For 400 years, they're in slavery going, God, you gotta get us out of here. We, we, we need out of this. It's like, this is horrible. I, I didn't expect when we were coming here in the first place that this was gonna be as painful as it was. So it's like, they found themselves in a situation, God, would you rescue us? God, would you help? And in this passage, we looked at God begins to bring them out. And in this, in this season uh, of transition, coming out of a place of being trapped, coming out of a place of slavery, coming into freedom that they experience even more trauma. Because anytime you're in transition, it's traumatic. And it doesn't have to just be bad transition. It it, it could be a good thing. Anytime you experience a transition, even to a blessing, it can be traumatic. Because don't you know you can pray for things and you don't even realize how weighty it is, the thing that you're praying for. So when God finally blesses you with that thing you're praying for, then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I didn't expect that it was gonna be this heavy. I didn't expect that it was gonna be this painful. Like, I didn't, how many of you in here, have you ever had your prayer request become your praise report just to become your prayer request again? Right, God, I need a job. Would you give me a job? And God gives you the job. You're like, thank you, Jesus. I got the job. A week later, you're going, God, I need a different job. These people are crazy. It's like sometimes God will give you what you ask for. And and then it's that very thing you ask for still, even in itself, the, the weight of it can come with trauma. Like, I didn't expect it to be painful. I didn't expect this to be this difficult. And here we see that the Israelites are in a season where they're looking back on where they've been, 400 years of slavery, and they look back and they see some good times, but they also see some bad times. And I think for every one of us in this room, you didn't come into the service empty-handed. For some of us in this room, you came in here and you're carrying traumas from the last year. You'd say, man, I can't wait for this year to be over because I dealt with this problem and that problem, this relationship problem, this job loss, these different things. I, I, I got these traumas that I'm holding my hand. But I know there's a lot of you that you would agree with me too. You go, it wasn't all traumas back there. I'm also standing here in the room, this room at the end of the year holding some trophies up going, you know what? God has blessed me. God has done a lot of good things this last year. And I want to give him praise for all that he's done for me this last year. And if you're honest, then you would know and you would say what I would say today and humbling myself is go, I can look back over this last year and recognize every trophy I have, every blessing I have, I did not get on my own. 
Every, everything where I got blessed, I can look back and go, you know what, that wasn't me. That was God's grace because I deserve something so much worse. But he blessed me anyways. He brought me through anyways. He saved my life anyways. Is there anyone in here that just thank God for the fact that he loves us and brought us through this year? So God deserves our praise, but as we look, I think that we can recognize that, yeah, 2019 has its blessings, but what a lot of us get hung up on is we look back and we see, man, 2019 had its problems too. It had its pain. And what I love about the Israelites as we look into this story as they're, they're kind of processing this transition is I love their resilience. Because again, resilience is priceless. And the Israelites, if anything, they were resilient. Even when they were doing things right, they were resilient. But even when they were doing things bad, they were resilient. Even when they didn't have the resources, they were resilient. They kept putting one foot in front of the other. They kept working. They kept living life. Even when they were complaining, they were resilient. Even when they had bad attitudes, the Bible talks about the attitude and the heart of the Israelites. It's like, even when they had bad attitudes, they were still resilient. And there are those of you in this room that when you're, if you're honest, you look at this last year, you're like, the truth is I've gone through some things that I don't know other people would have made it through. It's taken some other people out, but thank God I'm still here. After all that, I still made it. After all that, I still made it. And look at you. You're here on this last weekend of the year in 2019. You should just elbow your neighbor and tell him, after all that, I made it. <laughs> after all that, I'm still here. It's like, it's like it could have taken me out, but it didn't. Like, it, it could have wrecked me, but it didn't. Like, it, it, it tried hard and I struggled, but, but after all that, I still made it. And I love that we see that resilience in God's people. We see that, that Jesus brought them through, God brought them through. See, when God decided to bring them through the Red Sea, it was a miracle, but it was traumatic, right? Like, they're, they're going, and all of a sudden, it's the middle of the night. They're running from their captors. The, God's got them walking through the sea where there's a wall of water up there. This doesn't make sense to anyone. It's hard for us to, uh, to, to wrap our heads around when we read it now. It's pitch black. They hear the chariots behind them. This is a traumatic, terrifying experience. Like, I've been in all of this trauma, all this pain, and now I'm running for my life. I'm terrified in the middle of my in the middle of this transition, see, God decided to bring them through, and even though it was a miracle, it was still traumatic. You know, sometimes, though, instead of focusing on the miracle of what God's doing, isn't it easy for us to just focus on what we went through? Like, we, we miss, like, what he's doing right in this moment because we're looking back so often on what we, what we went through because it was difficult, and I get it because it was traumatic. It was difficult. And at least with the Israelites, when we look at the trauma that they went through, we, we can see what they went through. It was public. We saw that they were in slavery. We saw how God rescued them from slavery and moved them out. We saw that God moved them through the sea. We saw all these things happen. And there's so many times that for many of us in this room, we wish that other people could see the traumas that we were going through. Because if you knew what I was going through, then probably you'd have a little more heart for me. You'd be a little kinder to me. You'd, you'd have a little pity on me. Because the truth is, sometimes we go through things and other people recognize it. 
Like if you lose a job or if your marriage fails or something like that, there's other people that'll come around you and be like, we're praying for you. And I know it can be embarrassing sometimes, but the flip side of that coin is that, that we got people around you going, I'm praying for you. And we heard the, about the diagnosis and we got your back. It's like, there's other people that, that are praying for you, but so many times we go through things and no one has a clue that we're going through it. And I, I wish you knew, because if you could just give me a little pity and if you knew what I was going through, you'd give me extra sprinkles on my cupcake, right? And like I just, someone give me a, a, a little credit for what I'm going through. I think every one of us in this room feel that way at times, but for so many of us, we go through things and we don't even know what it is we're going through. Have you ever felt like you were going through it and you didn't even know what it is? It's just a funk. I don't know, it's just something's not right. Like I'm, things should be fine. You look around on the outside, everything's good around me, but it's just, I'm just uneasy right now. Something's just, there's not, no peace right now. It's like, it's a struggle, it's frustrating. It's like, there, there's been times the people around me, they're, they're just like, Dan, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going through something. I'm like, what are you going through? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And I think there's many of you in this room that you, you felt that way before. And it's interesting because the Bible in Psalms talks about the fact that the enemy will attack us with like arrow by day or, or by terror at night. And the interesting thing about terror at night is when you can't see it, to name what it is, then it's like we don't even know what to do about it. It's like something's going on in me and I don't even know what it is, but I'm going through something right now. And so many times when we're struggling with the, the difficulties that you and I go through, we're, we're struggling with them alone because no one else knows what we're going through. And there's a resilience here that the, the children of God have, the, the, this nation of Israel, that even though they were going through things, some, some of it public, some of it private, they're, they're going through things, they're still deciding, I'm gonna keep doing what God wants me to do because I, I believe I can come out of this. I believe that, that there's a plan in all this to, to just keep moving. So they were dealing with the fact that, yeah, I've been, I'm coming out of a season of my life that I like to leave in the past, but even as I'm coming out of it, I'm bringing with, with it me. I'm bringing me into this next season, and me is where so many of these problems lie because I don't even know, what's, I can't pinpoint it. Something's going on in me. It's just a struggle. It's just a trauma. And, and for so many in this room, you might feel like you're coming out of something, but there's also those of you in this room, you feel like you're still right in the middle of a struggle. And this year's ending and you're like, yeah, the calendar's about to turn over, but that doesn't mean my problems are turning over right now. It's like, it's a new year, but, but I, I don't see any change in the circumstance I've been dealing with. And what we see is so great about the resilience of the children of God is, is they're saying, you know what, I'm gonna come through. Because there had to have been the temptation when they're being chased in the middle of the night, there had to have been the temptation to just be like, I'm done with this, I give up, I quit. It's too much pressure, I can't handle this anymore, I'm just gonna sit down right where I am. But thank God the, the children of God did not sit down right where they were because Moses stretched out his hand and said, it's time to come through. It's time to come through. And for some of you that are ready to quit, you need to hear from God today. Don't quit. Keep coming through. He parts the waters to give you a transition, not so you can sit down and stay stuck where you are, but he comes to make a way so that you will come through on dry ground. You got to keep 
coming through. So up to this point in the message, I've spent a lot of time focusing on the fact that you and I have all gone through something. We've all gone through different things. We can all write our own stories about what we're going through, but that's not the focus of what I want to talk to you about on this last weekend of the year. Because this message is not about what you went through as much as it's about why you went through what you went through. And this is what I hope and pray for every one of us God will begin to show us perspective on in our own lives is that God doesn't allow us to go through things just to go through them. He, he has a purpose for why you've gone through what you went through. And here in this story, we are about to see that God is about to show Moses and show his people, Israel, the reason why they had to go through everything that they just went through. And the Bible says this, he says, God takes Moses and gets him to the other side and says, now I want you to take a look back at the Red Sea and look back at Pharaoh's army as they're chasing you right now. And the Bible says this in verse 30, that day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. They saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Here's my question. Will you allow God to use what you went through to allow him to do something in you? Because they went through something and they were terrified. We're being chased by the enemy. We're, it's the middle of the night. We're running. We have nowhere to go. There's walls of water around us on our right side and our left side. This doesn't make any sense. Then they get to the other side of it. And he says, now turn around. I'm about to show you why you just went through what you went through. And they turn around and they see the water close in on the enemies. And, and God shows them, look, what I just brought you through was never meant to destroy you. It was meant to destroy what's been pursuing you. And see, God has taken you through some things. Church family, you need to hear this, that he's taking you through some things that you've been given the devil credit for. Because the truth is, every difficult thing you went through this last year was not the devil. And every time you've gotten in a fight this last year, it wasn't the devil. And every time things didn't work out exactly the way you wanted them to this last year, it wasn't the devil. And how quick are we as Christians to just point and go, oh, it's just the devil. He's just trying to get my car. He's just trying to get my job. He just, he, some of the stuff you go through is not the enemy trying to destroy you, but some of the stuff you go through is God taking you through something so he can destroy the enemy that's trying to destroy you. So here the nation of Israel is they get to the other side. And guys, I got to tell you, if I could just be honest about me for a moment, so I don't know about you, but for me to just be honest with you right now, what I recognize is that there are certain things I went through in this last year that if God didn't bring me through what I went through this last year, I would still have an enemy pursuing me. And maybe God brought me through what he brought me through because he was trying to destroy an enemy that's, hear me on this, that's in a me. I know you've heard that before, but sometimes the enemy is in me. And sometimes, maybe God brought me through some things last year that I can look at now and going into 2020, I can have clear vision looking back in hindsight and say, if God didn't bring me through that, then he wouldn't have been able to drown some of the enemies that are in me. He wouldn't be able to drown some of those parts of me that were trying to destroy me, that were trying to get me off of his plan for my life, that were trying to, to, to distract me from his purpose for my future. And now I look back and it's like, wait a minute, when they went through all this trauma and they went 
went through what they went through. It was terrifying, but they look back. They see the walls of water closed down on the Egyptians. They go, that's not a bad thing anymore. And don't you know you can step into 2020 and some of these things that you thought were so traumatic and so painful and so difficult and you thought you were going to die when you were going through them. You might be able to look back on that and say, wait a minute, that's not scary anymore. I needed that. And I never would have done that on my own. I didn't have the ability to do that on my own, but God brought me through and man, I got to tell you why I'm so thankful that my God will bring me through things that I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm ready to, to go through. And I, I wouldn't do it on my own. I would be stuck in a horrible place, in a horrible position. But he keeps bringing me through and he keeps drowning things because he has a plan for me. Is there anyone in here that would just say, thank you, God, for the things that you've drowned in my life this last year? Thank you, God, that I'm not stuck exactly where I was when I started 2019. But see, that's not even the best part of what I want to talk to you about in finishing this sermon out for this year, because yeah, God, God brought them out of Egypt. He brought them out of their captivity and he loved them enough to where he used what they went through to destroy um, the enemy's ability to be able to chase them into the future. God has used what you've gone through this last year in order to be able to destroy the way you've been chased by certain areas of your life because he doesn't want that to follow you into your future. But there's another part of the story that so often is not told. I've heard so many preachers preach, preach on this passage and, and they'll talk all about coming through the Red Sea and the enemy getting uh, knocked down and drowned in the ocean and then it leaves it there. But there's another reason why God brought the Israelites through the Red Sea. And, and for us to look at this, we got to go all the way back to get a little perspective of why God brought Israel out the way that he did. And we got to go back to Exodus chapter three to see when God first speaks to Moses and tells him, I'm going to bring Israel out. He said, this is the way it's going to look. And this is what I have an expectation of my people to do. He says this in Exodus chapter three, this is how Egypt's going to come out. Verse 21, and I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed towards this people so that when you leave, and guys, I believe this is true for the year 2019, so that when you leave, you will not go out empty handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing, which you will put on your sons and daughters. So you will plunder the Egyptians. So God had an expectation he put on his people that, that, let me tell you, so many of us get so messed up because we look at pain that we go through and transitions that we go through in our life with, with a survival mentality. It's human nature just going, I just want to make it through this. I just want to survive 2019. I just want to put that in my past. And there's some of you in here, that's exactly how you feel. You're like, there's so much of this last year, I don't even wanna look at it anymore. I just wanna move into the future. But what God said is he says, I'm gonna give you so much favor that you are about to receive reward and payment for all of the pain that you went through. So I want you to go to your neighbors and go to those people that have been keeping you captive and say, do you got anything you can give to me? Is there anything I could take from this situation? And you start collecting gold and you start collecting chains you start collecting bracelets and you get the best clothing, the finest clothing, because what you're going to do is you're going to plunder the enemy when you come through what you're coming through right now. 
So it's like, you thought, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to make it. And he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you come out empty handed. Don't you come through this year with a survival mentality, hoping that, oh, I hope I can just make it. I hope I can just, no, you are a child of God. I, con- I made you to be a more than a conqueror. I created you to follow me, to win, to, 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 to be rewarded in so many ways. So he's like, okay, 400 years worth of payment is about to be loaded into your lap. Every, every night that you cried yourself to sleep, everything that you've, you've gone through where you've suffered, all of that, it's about to come back into your lap. But what you gotta do is you've gotta go back and you've gotta take what's there. And here's what it looks like for you and I, okay? Because if our mentality going into this next year is like, I'm just gonna put 2019 in my past, get it out, and I'm just gonna go like try to keep my eyes forward. No, 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 no. I want you to look back and see what you can gain from what you went through. And some of you are like, well, yeah, it was trophies. It was great. I had this success in my business and this success in my relationship. But there's many of you in here I want to help you with right now. I believe God will help you right now because you're looking back and you're going, it was tragic. There was pain. There was suffering. There was loss. There was diagnosis. I have loved ones who are hurting right now. Loved ones who are in the hospital. Loved ones who have passed away. I was like, there's so much that I've gone through this last year. And he said, don't come out empty handed. Because in every one of these circumstances, you can go back and there's something you can take from there. And, and you can go back and you can say, okay, so I lost my job. What did I gain from this? Well, well I gained a little bit of resilience from this. So I'm gonna take that piece of gold. I'm gonna put it around my neck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear this piece of jewelry. I got some resilience from that. Now I went through a hurt in my relationship. What, what did you gain? You gained a little wisdom there. Right, so I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna carry it with me into the future. And then, man, there was, there was some suffering that took place with some diagnosis in my family. Like, and, and I just struggled through that, I struggled through that. But you look back with clear vision and go, wait a minute, what I did is I gained some perspective on God's love and His direction in my life there. There's a lot to be plundered when we start looking back. And then we go, wait, but now I'm not just trying to survive this last year, I'm going, I want everything that is back there that I can bring into this next year. Because if there's a lesson, that needed to be learned, I don't wanna to have to go do that again. I wanna learn it now. I wanna bring the lesson with me, right? If, if, if there's hope to be gained, if there's peace to be gained, because church family, I'm telling you, I want everything that he will make available to me. If you believe that, I wanna ask you to stand to your feet because right now I believe our, pri- our, our prayer and our cry going into this next year needs to be, God, I wanna go into this next year with every blessing you have, not with the chains of slavery on me, but with all of your chains of righteousness, of glory. I wanna go like Mr. T into this new year, just blinging, right? Just like, look at me, I- I- I'm taking it all with me. So I want more of your peace, God. I want more resilience. I want more of your presence. God, would you saturate us with your presence? God, would you bless us here that we would leave this year with more of you, more wisdom, more direction, more hope, God. Because you brought us through what we thought was tragedy, tragedy was a miracle. So God, I pray that you would open our eyes to be able to see that 
that you've been working all along. And, and right now, church family, we're going to end this year by singing a song together. And this song is a declaration that we've seen God move before, and we believe we're going to see him move again. So if you believe that, let's give a shout of praise and let's sing this song together.
So we've seen you be faithful in the past. We've seen how good you are. And God, we pray that this next year we'd see it even more. We'd see you do it again. That you would bless us. That you'd grow us. And this year that we wouldn't be starting with empty hands. But we'd be starting this year with all of the plunder of what you've already brought us to. We thank you for your love, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Let's give a shout of praise. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my Savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.